Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, Wrestling's Voice of Reason, Scott, as well as the man in black, my co-host from Above the Rings, Rising Sun, Ethan. Also joining us is the best book machine from Ship It Studios and longtime contributor to the ATR brand, Mr. Zach. We're coming to you from Above the Rings, Ship It Studios, premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE Worldwide. Coming to you this weekend, post money in the bank. WWE's first, what? Uh, pay-per-view in England in 30 years? Is it England, right? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty and much, tw- yeah. 20 or something, yeah. Yeah, big deal, big show. A lot of stuff to talk about. Let's just get let's just get to it. Guys, how did we feel overall about this? I was a big fan. Uh, I This was probably one of the better Money in the Banks that they've done in quite some time. Uh, just not really, again, not really a bad match on this card. Um, obviously there were some ones that shined, uh, but yeah, it's overall real good. I really, really enjoyed it. To me, this, this show is full of surprises more than like the matches being great, but who won the matches or who took the pins, people showing up, people turning on each other. It just felt like one after another from a storyline perspective, this show was really fun, entertaining from that perspective of, I was pretty surprised by a lot of things so that kept it really fun yeah i, I enjoyed this paper it went by uh quickly mm. uh like scott's a, the, one of the best money bank papers i've done in a while the 2021 i really enjoyed just because we're there at uh corporate and stuff but yeah 2021 was actually pretty good because it was the first one back but i say probably in the last the last couple of years have been pretty good last year's well for the exception of last year's winner from the men's side, <laughs> we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna pretend that never happened. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it went by quick, and it was a good way to spend Canada Day. By the way, happy fully Canada Day to all the Canadians. Happy Canada <laughs> Day to you, Ethan. Yes, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, overall, I thought you, you know this is I think the moniker. I'm gonna have to watch what I say because we're starting to drop this stuff on YouTube, and at some point monetization is going to be an option but as long as vince doesn't have his hands in the pot we don't have crap that's how i felt this this card start to finish um delivered it was kind of like clash of the castle all over again Mm. where it was the first pay-per-view where you know triple h pretty much had his hands in it completely um the four again the non-us crowd just ate it all up just start to finish um and other things we will talk about that happened on the side, which pretty much said this needs to happen and we need to go. And we will talk about that shortly. I think we all know what we're talking about. Yep. Um, but we're going to hop right into the matches. Only seven matches. None of them were on the pre-show. Let's keep that in mind. Um, they seem to have this. Uh, they're getting good at that. Keeping things off the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, opening the night, we had the main event. Oh, not main event. Sorry. The men, the men's money, in the bank ladder match. Damian Priest defeating Butch, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Floor is open, boys. <laughs> I really, really like this match. Um, I like the fact that they finally gave Priest his due. I know a lot of people were upset that L.A. Knight didn't win, and that's all good and fine. I understand it. He's white hot right now. But he doesn't need to win this. He can now hopefully go into a good feud, maybe 
don't know, maybe at one point being able to be in a, a new challenger for, for Gunther. But I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. But he's not hurt by this what, whatsoever. The crowd still loves him. They're just, yeah, and everything, and as they should. Um, I will definitely say during his entrance, he he had something probably closest to a mini Stone Cold pop. And I loved it. I hope that that continues. I know even the U.S. crowds who have been lackluster in a lot of the shows recently have even been on his side. Um, but yeah, I, the future's real bright for LA Knight still. Uh, but Priest getting the win is is fantastic. Uh, and we'll talk about the possible implications of that going forward um, with the World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's good to see him finally get a dub here. And to add to, you mentioned he got a stone cold like pop. I was thinking as he was walking in and talking smack to everybody, like that felt like he was stone cold Steve Austin walking in and talking trash, bobbing his head, walking around and feeling like he was the baddest man on the planet right there. So like just from his aura, he was given off. I felt like he was given strong stone cold vibes. So that was really awesome to see the crowd loved him. And yeah, it was a really fun match. And I, I still the uh, kind of partially botched Logan ricochet spot. I still like blew my mind, like because they're wobbling there on the ropes. And like, oh, oh, shit, did they completely screw this up? And they still do it and land through the tables and basically did, you know, the move. I think how they were mostly supposed to. So I thought that was made it even cooler looking in a way. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there were some good spots in the match. It was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, Priest was. Uh, you know, made sense. That was one of my two picks for for winners. So it, it definitely makes sense. Even though I was with the crowd, I would have rather seen LA Knight win, but definitely not mad about it. Right. I enjoy, I joined it. I mean, 20 minutes, it just flew like mm. crazy. By the way, Ethan pick 8 out of 10. Um, I like how every time Logan climbed the ladder, people were like, boo. And every time LA Knight's like, they're cheering for him. And then I like the beginning of the match where uh, Logan's like, like in the middle and everybody's like, we're like really this fucker let's just beat him up and that then, was awesome yeah they all ganged up on logan paul multiple but, times i think twice in the match yeah, it was couple, and then priest and or paul tried to get priest of team over and priest just like knocked him yeah. would have nah. smoked him with a punch uh butch moves off the ladder i'll tell the us guy one later uh like sax at the spanish that was a scary looking thing i thought both ricochet basically broke the table with his face pretty much <laughs> and then uh we had the eye in the table moment with the second one um, I like that springboard 450 where Butch um had an Escobar in a sleeper hold on the bridge part and a ricochet springboard and forth. That was cool. Spo- hate saying this, but even Logan did the splash of Priest off the apron. That was pretty cool. Yeah, sucked the ladder didn't break to him. Poor Priest. <sighs> I like the broken arrow off the ladder too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was nuts. But there were one of the ones I got wrong. So, <laughs> of course, at one time I pick an honorable mention and. <laughs> But the reason I pick, well, I I was kind of home LA Knight, but I think you know what, Scott, LA Knight could go to SummerSlam and take the U.S. title off Austin Theory. Hey, he could. Yeah, that'd be great. I would not, I would not be upset about that. What Two you think, buddy? Two things I want to point out here. First and foremost, um, the fact that they decide to address the Logan Paul thing early and all gang up on him, brilliant. Yes. They're like, okay, you're going to go out there and everyone's going to be pissed off. The crowd's going to be heated. So you guys are all going to gang up on him right away. Second of all, watching LA Knight walk out 
and we were just talking about this before the show, the way it was set up, and I think Scott and Ethan and I, we've had this talk a million times already. The way it was set up, it reminded me of like old school wrestling events from the 80s where you had nothing but the crowd and the music. Yep. So him coming out with just the crowd behind him, him, you know, bad talking everybody. Like you said, Zach, you know, he's just like moving like Stone Cold used to move during his entrance. Hit. Like I just saw that and I'm like, this man is going to win. I'm going to make a bold prediction. This man is going to win the Royal Rumble. It's, That's it's, my bold prediction. It's honestly, it's not really that. It's not really that bold. I mean, he's he was a huge favorite to win Money in the Bank. They give it to Priest. Fine, I'm on board with that completely. Oh. I I would not be surprised if L.A. Knight won the Royal Rumble. Oh, absolutely. And you know, Damian Priest. I'm glad for him. You know, for a while, I just felt like he he's always kind of like had this like he goes up and then he kind of goes down a little bit and up and goes down. So it's good to finally see him get his due. Mm. You know, get the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, and you know, who knows, he, you know, will he cash in? Will he win a championship? I mean, I don't think he's going to be Roman. You know, I think we all have our reservations on that. And that's a right. conversation for another day. Right. But overall, this was a hell of a way to open up the show. And he actually, and Priest actually won a match as money in the bank. Sorry, senior in the bank. That's right. That's right. Keep saying it wrong. up on your Sin- Spanish. That's right. Senior in the bank. But I like, but I know, but it's just like, um, you know how dirty books and money bank. They're like, all right, you got the briefcase. You're going to lose like 50,000 times. And then well, we'll talk, I'll tell them pissed off on Rob when we get to the wall match. So See, I'm just going to there. But I just want eight out of 10, though. This is Ethan Beck. Yeah. I, I hope they don't go that route like they did with Daniel Bryan when he won money in the bank. He loses all these matches. And all of a sudden, hey, now I'm world heavyweight champion. I'm like, what? Well, no. I'm, well, I remember he wanted originally for Mark Henry. And there's like, he's injured. Keep. That don't count. That cash is void. Yep. So we're going to hop over to the second match we had. I think this might be, in my personal opinion, maybe the shocker of the night. Because mm. I don't think anyone picked the, uh, this, but Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeating Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Yep. We all got this one wrong. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, nobody, nobody. For good reason, though. Yeah, nobody saw Shayna turning on on Ronda. Nobody. Me and you, Scott, were talking about this. And Pete, we were talking about this. It's like they've been friends forever. And Thank it's like, you, Shayna. Yeah, Thank you, Shayna. I mean, yeah, the uh, the promo, uh, the segment that happened on the following Raw was, yeah, was pretty much Shayna saying everything that the uh, internet wrestling community has been wanting that has been saying online to 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 Ronda. So it's been, yeah. Um, I don't know honestly who's gonna come out on top on this, and and I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, because obviously both of them with the MMA background and fight pit. I mean, yeah, fight pit. If that ends up happening at at SummerSlam, that's gonna be ridiculous. But fuck it, SummerSlam underground. SummerSlam underground. SummerSlam <laughs> underground. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're in Detroit, so I mean, uh, eight mile underground match. There you go. <laughs> it's the eight mile fight pit. <laughs> Oh, oh, see, that was way better. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I just won five out of ten. I was not, I was expecting, like, oh, okay, Living Raquel are going to lose. I like how Shayna, like, I think Ronda blind tagged her, and I think Shayna kind of looked at her. I'm like, okay, whatever, like, like he in the moment kind of thing. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I, I turn around for one second, and the next thing I know, I hear the fans, 
like, what happened? And I turn around, and Shayna's just being the fuck out of Ronda. And the fans <laughs> are like, thank you, Shayna. And then on Monday on Raw, she's, man, just roast her on the microphone. And then uh, she hit her with a, that was a nice fucking knee she smoked. And then Ronda mm. sold it after like two seconds. I'm like, you couldn't sell that a little longer? <laughs> that pissed me off. I think it's gone like, wow, really? Yeah. But I th- I I apparently Ronda wanted to work with Shayna before she goes away with WWE, but that's just rumors. Makes but sense. we all know it's gonna happen at SummerSlam, honestly. Yep. Fucking making it fu- fucking make it a fight pit. I feel like it's rare these days to pull off a tag team partner betrayal without all the fans saying for weeks or months, like, all right, when it, when is this person gonna turn on the partner or yeah, we saw this coming. It feels like nobody really saw this one coming at all, which is awesome. Makes it really even better. And they picked a perfect time to mm. make this happen. So, yeah, it was a truly awesome moment. Uh, the match up to that point, you know, wasn't anything crazy. So this this was one of those big shocking moments. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, one of the shocking moments of the night that made it really awesome. And yeah, I, I kind of hope that Rhonda will uh, help put her friend over because Shayna could become a huge star out of this. True. We got NXT Shayna back. Yes. And that's the Shayna that we need to have. <laughs> Just a so, fucking badass killer. Yep. So I saw it. something online, and I don't know how many people are familiar with Warhammer 40K, but I did see, I don't know if Cultaholic or what culture posted it. I guess her, her uh, Shayna's, Shayna's attire was a Warhammer 40k reference that foreshadowed her turning during that match. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that. See that that's that's great. That's, that's cool. And and Arana was like uh Dragon Ball C, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh see that's that's I I like that even better cuz I know she's a huge Warhammer K, uh, 40k fan, so that she is, yeah. That's that's awesome. I didn't even catch that actually till I th- I seen it and I was like and I, and I was meant to ask you but it slipped my mind until Sam actually brought it back up I was like that looks so familiar and then <laughs> Sam just said I'm like that's what it was <laughs> yeah um Warhammer not to, not to get too off Warhammer is definitely one of those rabbit holes I have not gone down yet uh, at some point I might but so I didn't even know until I saw that article but I wanted to bring that up that's cool I um, like this tidbit up next we had I mean I think it's a ten ten because I mean it was Gunther Gunther Taken on and defeat Matt Riddle by submission. Banger. Eight Cont- out of ten. Each and pick. Continuing that that run towards honky tonk, man. It's coming. And I, and I, obviously the big surprise at the end was the return of Drew McIntyre. All mm-hmm. the speculation, all the rumors saying, Oh, Drew's pissed off at the company. He's not coming back. He's gonna go to AEW. Blah blah blah. My call dismissing that. I laughed so hard oh, when he did. Was so good. I know during the press conference at the end, Triple H just kind of was just like, "If Drew had a problem, that's news to me." Right. Uh, I like. I really enjoyed this match. I like I said Ethan Baker, you know, ten. I like how Gunther wins with different moves. Not like the power. Well, she's the, he kind of got rid of the last sympathy. Sympathy. There we go. Uh, but I like how he went after the ankle. So I see some people kind of complain. It's like, oh, it's like a raw match. But hey, for eight minutes. It, well, almost eight minutes of rule, but I just want eight out of ten. I can't. I I kind of like their um progress match a little bit better by like nice job, like Kovacan that company out. Mm. 
But I really enjoyed this match. Honestly, I couldn't say enough good things. But I can't honestly I can't wait for Drew and Gunther at SummerSlam if they're both, but we'll talk about the SummerSlam stuff after. Yep. And it was camp. a brutal submission finish. Like looked like he really hurt that man. So I enjoyed that a lot. I love we chopped the ankle too. <laughs> right? <laughs> brutal. <laughs> and yeah, Drew, another another surprise. So they kept it going with the surprises. I low key going 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 uh, off of that, Zach. I do like how some of this, you know, whoever's leaking this information that people are pissed off and want to leave, and then we get stuff like this. They need to keep this up because I remember even when Randy Orton's contract was coming up, he just kept hinting, "Oh yeah, this 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 talent over there, I could go to," and he posted on everything, and he was yeah. contracted by WWE. But he never did. And it kind of makes you one, you know, it's that's the kind of like kayfabe I like. It's like, are they go are they really mad? Are they gonna go? Are they gonna stay here? And then he come hack to you know the UK and get a pop like that. It was exciting, and you know that's gonna happen. Yep. Those two are gonna wrestle one on one and he's gonna lose because Gunther has to be honky tonk man's record. Yep. That's my goal. That's what I'm aiming for. Just just so we're clear, as of recording, he is 390 days. He is the fourth longest reign. Behind Randy Savage at 414, Pedro Morales at 425, and the Honky Tonk Man at 454. So he's coming. Before by the time SummerSlam comes, he will have he'll probably be number two if I'm time if I'm counting this correctly. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because they're five five weeks away. Well, less than that now, but yeah, just about a little over four months, uh, four weeks away. Four months away. Yeah, he's got plenty of time then. Yeah. Um <laughs> so going down the line we had um i mean this was a thing cody rhodes taking on defeating dominic mysterio oh fuck <laughs> you know i was really hoping for this to like for dominic to win here just to be like look at that look at that win yeah i mean i mean that that would not have been an, i would not have been surprised if they pulled that off but um I read something about this also talking about this match after this match, Brock was supposed to show up and attack Cody, but they waited until raw when he came out during the opening segment, because they felt like there was too much happening during this pay-per-view that they didn't want it to be feel like a diminished thing. Like there was too much happening. So that's they, a good they, call. They see that was a good call. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would have had like, so many surprises. Obviously, there's still more going on later in the show, but it's yeah. I thought that that was really good. I did not expect, I did not expect that Seth coming out there talking, and you know, you have Cody show up, and we're like, oh, okay, so this feud's gonna reunite, and then I'll uh, reignite, and then all of a sudden you hear Brock's music, and you're like, oh, oh, oh okay, here we oh, go. Shit. <laughs> this match sucked ass. <laughs> oh my god. What does sucked ass get for a rating? Four out of ten. I was say I think I think this was a four. Yeah, I guess my oh this this was oh, Santic gone. <laughs> oh. It happened. It was it was this is the one I I <laughs> worst, probably paid worst attention match of the to show. I could I would argue with that. I mean, it was something that I tried to pay attention to. Obviously, I watched it while working. It was a little difficult, but this is the one I seem to like. You know, kind of be like, okay, 
the only stake I have in this is me getting the Dominic win to make everyone feel super uncomfortable, <laughs> which did not happen. Nope. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, uh, I I don't know with Brock. I did read that too. Just got the next day, but if Brock was I was actually waiting for because like after Cody won. Sorry, Zach, I got me to cut you off there. Um, I know Cody like they were kind of keeping the camera on him for a little too long. I'm like, okay, here's Bro- Brock's got to be showing up here, and then they went to an ad. I'm like, really? We had all we're getting unmatched obviously, but we'll talk about some of the stuff after this review. But honestly, the worst match of the show, honestly. Yeah, definitely not a great match. And one really weird thing, maybe I missed it, but I feel like the camera completely missed on the first go around of Cody taking his cast off and Dominic's reaction. I feel like we had to see that on the instant replay. Like, why yeah. did Dom start running? Oh, because look at this replay where Cody took his cast off. So I guess Cody's hand is healing. Um, be a little stronger. Not going to use the cast as a weapon anymore, though. So, you know, pros and cons. Yep. I was waiting for Brady to show up. I don't know why. I felt Rhea interfered a little too much for my liking. But I, mean, I get, like, Dominic's a chicken shit heel. But I felt Rhea just, interf- it was a little too much for me. It's just like, okay, can we, like, tone this down? Like, really? She was very involved, yeah. Yeah, I mean, can we talk about her entire getup too? Holy shit! Right, I'll just leave it at that. Just holy shit! Zach is not allowed to say anything for it will offend. Uh, no, the DMD. Yeah, I would never. I would never do anything to offend Brit. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to get an ass weapon. Yeah, I just want to get that lockjaw. Um. Yeah, I do. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're getting off the tracks here. All right, Sam. Put your fans on, put your ACs going. Um, this was a surprise. Um, John Cena showed up. From my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't think he wasn't he wasn't even supposed to be here. Nope. I guess he was filming something and he just like maybe day of day before, hey, I'm in town. It's like, hey, why don't you come here and da-da-da? Why don't you come out and talk to the crowd in I don't know. Pump up the idea of having WrestleMania in London. Yep. Um, I thought that just just off the bat, I gotta say, this real. I like this bit. I did like this bit, especially. I'm not so familiar with Grayson Waller, but I liked what they used him for here. Mm-hmm. He was great. He was. Oh yeah. Why would you want to bring WrestleMania to London? We could have it in Australia. Which, you know, that's going to happen. But the whole idea of going to England and have a mania and that crowd. I mean, the crowd was electric all night. So just to sink the idea of having mania in London. I texted Scott like a media. I'm like, so uh, mania in London. There's a lot of seats there. It's not going to sell out like the other shows we've gone to. Tell me to take a shot at AEW. Tell me to take a shot at AEW. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh, no. I, I actually like to say, I would, since Grayson came up, this is easily his best fucking segment. I mm. love the, I love how they're chanting Wankram. He's like, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't, I'm not a big fan of Grayson, but I, I got a kick out of that. That was his, epic. His wit is top notch. I, I, I'll definitely give him that. Um, Obviously, his broken leg is clearly healed as well. Uh, cause that's yeah, he was the reason why that's why he hasn't wrestled since he's been on SmackDown. He's just had the Grayson Waller effect show because he's been recovering from a broken leg that he actually got when he was wrestling Carmelo Hayes. 
uh, for the NXT title. So it's nice to see that he's back at 100%. And uh, I would not also not be mad at a Grayson Waller-John Cena match in the future. I like how that was my second favorite, com- like where Taker back in like 02 when they're chanting what? And Taker's like, if you sleep with your sister, say what? And then a couple of, I'm like, man, I didn't even think of that. That's actually good. But I so I see some people complain it went a little too long. I mean, maybe so, but I still enjoy it. But I like how he was like, uh, Cena said, no, I'm trying to join my friend. Grace it's like, no one says no to me. And Cena's like, well, I just did. No. <laughs> That was great. I, I actually enjoyed that, but my, I think he had a day off in the movies. My favorite part of it was when Cena's talking to the crowd about how why, you know, the people in the back wouldn't want to bring a WrestleMania there, what they think about the fans. And Cena says, they think you guys could be a distraction. And some genius <laughs> WWE producer immediately cuts to a fan in the crowd who is in a full elf getup with ears a green hat, green suit, crazy wig. Like, yeah, these guys aren't a distraction. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even catch that one. Honestly, it's good. that was great. And I, I might have took t- paused in taking a picture of that guy. It was so good. It was so good. I kind of want to see stuff. that. Zach, post on the group chat if you can. <laughs> oh, I will. No, good bit, good bit. Hoping that they do a Mania. I saw something that um, most likely going to be a Royal Rumble before they do Mania over there. So. That's perfectly fine too. Guess what, Scott? We got, we got, we got to go to London. Um, <laughs> get those frequent flyer miles going. <laughs> why not? I got to go over there anyways at some point. Um, next up, match five: the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. This is a good match. Good match. EO Sky getting the victory over mm. Bailey, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Zelina Vega, and Zoe Stark. Thank probably, you, EO. <laughs> probably my favorite ending to a Money in the Bank match. Yep. Uh, the handcuffs, like as soon as they pulled out the handcuffs and they first started handcuffing uh, Becky, I immediately panicked. So I'm like, because well, I'm like, Trish is already dead in this match. She's not going to win. So they're going to handcuff Bailey, to, uh, uh, Becky to something. And I'm like, ah, shit, I'm screwed. And then they have the chance. And then EO takes Bailey's hand, throws it inside inside the ladder and handcuffs her to Becky and then climbs over uh, Bailey to, to get the, the briefcase. Beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. I really enjoyed this one. I give this one nine out of 10. Ethan pick. Honestly, I like this one better than the men's a little bit better. I did too. Yeah. Um, I seen some people talk and they're like, oh, this match sucks. Like, did you steal cocaine from the White House or something? Like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> like come Canada on. Like... Taking a shot at the US. <laughs> no, yeah. he's not wrong. Tell me when I'm telling lies, guys. Come on. <laughs> Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, but I did like some I'm like. Dude, are we watching the same match? Like, are you fucked? Like, yeah. But it was real. I like I like the... Hey, I mean, so I gotta give credit to like, Holy, the bump her and Zoe did up the ladder. The Andrade spot. Yeah. Holy fuck. Brutal. Uh, you know, and then Eo doing... Remember I said budged at the moonsaults? I was gonna come back to that moonsault spot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eo's like, hold my beer. I'm gonna yeah, go. seriously. Because <laughs> I, I think Butch was like second, like on the second top rung before like 
the one that he was like, Oh my beer, I'm going to the next Yeah, island. she goes to the tippy top and then off she goes. Yeah. And then I like I love the they used to call it the coyote cam back in the good old days. And Trish is like holding the ladder and I seen someone on Twitter taking a shot. They're like, C A W refs, this is what you do. <laughs> I'm like, Wow, we're just roasting AEW today, aren't we? Yeah. But I really enjoy I just want nine out of ten and by the way, you thank you for giving me that point. Thank you, EO. <laughs> And you fucked her side. She wasn't getting a fucking three case. Now give me Io and Oscar, please. The right. Joshi for me is coming oh, out. God, that match is gonna. Mm. Yeah. All right, extra point. Do you think she cashes at SummerSlam? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we'll talk about that SummerSlam preview. But I would know. But also, I really enjoy. It. I liked it. I like the men's too. But I just like the women's a tiny bit more, honestly. Yeah, a lot of fun spots, the creative finish. Love a good creative finish in a ladder match. And me too. Just the in the story perspective too, with with Bailey initially screwing EO and EO getting back and ending up winning it. It was that was really cool and interesting to see where damage control goes from there. Hmm. EO leave. Leave the damage control. (laughs) Leave Bailey all by herself until Dakota comes back from injury. Yeah. I could see it. Although at the press conference, they both came out together and said mm-hmm. that they won Money in the Bank. So, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, see the look EO gave her? She's like, give me this. Yep. <laughs> I seen that clip. Oh, no, oh, speaking of money, before we get to the World Top, um, some reporter asked Priest if Bad Bunny was trying to judge me. Priest, like, seriously? I'm like, some of these. Some of the questions that they asked at this press oh conference, my I'm God. like, get out of here. I'm like, I need to be on one of these press conferences because I can ask an actual legitimate question. So like, I think somebody said, and then that same guy that asked the priest judgment day question, he's like, well, you just had the greatest match with Bad Bunny. I mean, yes, it was great, but I mean, really, a week after Osprey and Omega, you fucking moron. <laughs> like, don't you know what? Take that guy off media, put above the ring, right. Where's my like, credentials? God damn it. We should campaign to get Scott in there for sure. Hi, Scott Julian from above the ring. How the fuck are you not <laughs> in a wheelchair? <laughs> Somebody just chopped the guy. Get out of here with your stupid question. Yeah, so hopping over to match six, we had um, Seth freaking Rollins take on defeat Finn Balor to retain the new world heavyweight championship. Not to be confused with the WWE world universal championship (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is this this is where my my points go to die um i took a chance thinking maybe finn could do something maybe priest would get involved (laughs) kind of got involved but unfortunately it cost finn instead of costing seth so yep yeah it is what it is it's fine it's fine. My girlfriend says the same thing when she's mad. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's not me- and it's not fine, guys. Just so you know. Sam, oh, I, really? I, I can relate, brother. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 Oh, really? I'm, glad, I'm glad that you both picked up on that. So yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean the match was the match was a lot of fun. Um I love that they actually gave Finn some time to shine. I know the match was was short. It was only like 12 and a half, and a half minutes. minutes. Yeah. But, you know, I hope that this doesn't diminish Finn and I hope that he still continues to be 
ultra aggressive with whoever he decides to have a, a rivalry with next. Uh, I like this this version of Finn, and I want I want this to continue. Uh, obviously, Seth's gonna Seth. He's just, <laughs> we're just gonna sing. That's all we're gonna do. I I like this man. I I get this one seven out of ten. Like it it it's still good, but it wasn't their like match. I don't know. I feel like something was just missing. But I like when Priest came down. The crowd's like cash it in, cash right. it in. Yeah. And then, um, oh, I was talking about the raw thing. So he tried to cash in twice. Now let's just yep. be honest, twice. And yep. then Balor's like cost him the second time. I'm like, uh oh, are we gonna lose or leave Judgment Day? And speaking of the this is fine thing, there was a picture that came out I think Tuesday. Um, showing Finn and Priest yelling at each other. Dominic's like dead on the ground. Rhea's holding on to him. She's like, this is fine. I'm just like, ah, here we go. Judgment Day's fine. <laughs> I don't want them to break up. Jesus Christ, stop breaking up factions. This is Vince, right. I'm telling you. It's Vince. He's trying to ruin things. Stop it. Oh, it's on fire, pal. We're fucking breaking them up, pal. But honestly, the like, weakest match of like, oh, the like once they had, but I was forgot you said feud. Well, he's going to NXT to confront Carmel, so maybe a great American bash him and Carmel. I would not be upset about that at all. Nope, the only means Carver like the only two to watch is NXT. Oh, that's okay, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, but uh, I honestly like it was still good, but I mean, you kind of figure Rollins wasn't losing. I kind of wish Priest had tried to attempt to cash in, that would have been cool. Hmm. What I do like here is, and I think I said this during the pre show, um. This was something that I think I've wanted for a long time, especially since Finn was the first universal champion and he had to relinquish it the day after winning it because of his, what he break his arm, pull some, I forgot what it was. And he was shoulder. out for nine months. Yeah, the his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. Excuse me. And for this to finally come full circle for a title and him to go with set to me, I think this, this was, this meant a lot. Hmm. Um, and I thought it was good to kind of close because I've won for a while. I'm like, Finn needs that rematch. Finn deserves that rematch. And he really never got it. I think he might have. They they had another one-on-one, but it wasn't for a title like this was. No, so. no. This this was, I think, a big deal. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that this had happened. So that's my thoughts on this one. Did we get everyone on this? We'll make sure before I... It just, yeah, it just... I just thought it should have been a little bit longer because of, for mm. all, all those reasons that you said it should have felt a little bigger, but you know, John Cena probably cost them. So yeah, I read somewhere, I guess Cena and Waller went like five, 10 minutes over their original, but I mean, that's Cena though. He does it all the time. Yep. Well, let's talk about this main event. Cause I know a lot of folks, this is what I'll say. First and foremost, the Usos got the win by pinning the unpinnable Roman Reigns in the Bloodline Civil War. Three and a half years since Baron Corbin pinned Roman Reigns in December of 2019. And I held on to being a Corbin fan, I've held on to that for so long. But to see Jay Uso get the pin, the first person actually ever to pin Roman Reigns on the main roster now pins him during this, it's come full circle from when they fought before. Even even to the low blow kickout that went all the way back to Night of Champions 2020. I'm like, I, I think I marked out more for that than I did for the actual finish. Just because they went full circle like that. Like, I love continuity in wrestling. It's one of my favorite things. 
And it's just this whole bloodline story for all three plus years that they've done this has been cinema. It truly has been. It's been a joy to watch. It's been the best thing on television, period. Even with Roman not being there, the Usos have have run with this. Then they had Sammy. It was the how can Sammy break the bloodline character? Like, it, like it's just everything was just beautiful. I don't think they've had a dull moment. Well, they've had dull moments, but like not a, like a consistent dull moment that they've gone through. It's just been it's just been great. And I fully, fully expect that we're going to get Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam because he's pinned the champ. First time in three and a half years, the man is due a championship match. Will he win? I don't know. That's the thing. How long is Roman going to hold on to this title? If he's not losing it at SummerSlam, he's holding it until WrestleMania. They're not going to have him drop it anywhere else. Slight chance for the Rumble, but I doubt it. I think it's either you do it in August or you do it next April. Have it have it happen at the two, one of the one of the two biggest shows that they have, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch no matter what. But this match was absolutely outstanding. And out of ten, that's my Ethan pick. <laughs> um, I feel like like you know the Roman Maven, you start slow, kind of like Kachushka caught up, and then like I see people complain like like Jim Cornette's like, oh, it went fifteen minutes too long. I mean, it went thirty two. I mean, whatever. Uh, I did like the low blow spot. That was pretty cool. I originally, I wasn't like when I saw in the pre-show. I thought Solo was gonna get pinned, or they were gonna do the too much protect both people. I thought they were gonna do like a the kick too too much ass DQ bullshit. Right. Yeah, but I'm glad I wasn't expecting Roman pin, and then I, I I did like that double team where Solo small spike them and Roman hit the speed. That was a cool double spot. I'm like, oh no. Yep. Oh no. And then oh, the no. double, and then the double kick out, like, and then Roman's face. How like, Ever, dejected? How dejected he was, like holding against the ropes, like he didn't know what to do. And you just see Solo looking at him, like, "Why are you crying?" Turn the corner and look at the the his brothers, and then look at Roman as Roman's like she like like rocking himself, trying to figure out what to do. And you just see Solo's hand kind of open up to the thumb, and I'm like, wait. Is Wait. he just going? Is he going to attack Roman now? Like, what's going on? It just like I'm telling you, the storytelling in this match was absolutely phenomenal. It was just so good. I, I love how we they stacked them and they kicked out, and the London crowd started booing. They're like, "Bullshit, bullshit!" And then they kicked. They were like, "Yeah!" And my girlfriend was watching, like, "Oh no, not the same bullshit over and over again." Yep. But um. I mean, the referee bumps, it's kind of getting a little tiring, I'll be honest. Like, that's just me nitpicking. But um, I like what I seen the video the next day, like, when Rome was, like, in, like, Scott said, like, kind of, like, crying. And so I just looked at him, like, are you crying? Right. Yeah. It was uh... Like, I didn't even catch that until uh, I saw that video. But I did see the thumb. I'm like, oh, shit. And I think I was, I'd start typing, like, Scott, I think it's happening. <laughs> I think it's happening. And you, and you talk about the ref bump. Like, that looked like he legitimately hurt himself. Just like the way, like, Roman squished him against the rope, and then he tried to start going over, and his leg didn't move. And I was just like, oh, Christ, did he really hurt himself? He looked like he was fine afterwards. Cross, for, cross first on the top rope. I'm like, Jesus, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I felt bad for Dan. I, mean, he takes, I feel like every time he referees Roman's matches – 
So he always gets. I'm like, oh, poor Dan Angler. I know <laughs> he gets his ass whooped. Yep. I feel like I could listen to Scott talk about this match and this storyline forever. Just the passion that you show, and talking about how it's cinema, and all the little details of it. It's that's what it like. You love to see what it brings out of the fans, and they're doing clearly such a good job with it. So it just makes it that much more enjoyable. And I, yeah, with this, I, I thought that Roman and Solo were going to win because I couldn't see them having the Usos win by pinning, by having Solo eat another pin. So, um, yeah, they shocked me by, yeah, doing the unthinkable, having Roman eat a pin. It, it was legitimately shocking to see. We haven't seen it in three and a half years, whatever. So, yeah, another, the last, like, legit surprise of the night, it, it just blew me away. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And now, you know, I and I, yeah, I did think the match could technically go either way because there's so many ways this storyline could potentially go. They've done so much with it, but, I mean, it, it's so deep and detailed. Yeah, you, they could do a lot with it. So I'm really excited uh, to continue following it. They're still killing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Scott here. It definitely is cinema, but it's no Dune. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, Scorpion um, King. I, I agree with Scott here. There are two places now you go from here. You either make... Roman either drops it at SummerSlam to whoever it might be. Or he holds on to it and, you know, he has his shattered bloodline. Call it the shattered bloodline. Boom, right there. Oh, yeah. Um, shattered bloodline until mania. You know, I again, I'm not trying to like. I, I'm always curious to see what other people know because I don't go digging for rumors, but I've seen stuff where it sounds like Cody still might be the guy. I did see something about that too. Correct. Where it sounds like yeah, they're still eyeballing Cody Rhodes in Mania 40. Um, their only concern is obviously, you know, will he get the go away heat by that point? Will people be sick of Cody by that point? Uh, who knows? You know, wrestling fans suck. Uh, <laughs> They're very fickle. I mean, Daniel yeah. Bryan was correct when he said fickle. that. Um, but um, no, I'm, this was great. And you know what? I'm going to say something. I don't think I, th- th- this match and their match at me in his match at mania. If I told myself this like seven years ago, I would have punched myself in the face. But Roman Reigns might be in the top 10 of best matches of 23. I know Ethan's like, well, you haven't seen what I've seen. <laughs> but... <laughs> Definitely top 10 of WWE. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Top w- five for yeah. WWE. Yeah, All right. there, there, okay, WWE, yes. Overall, no. <laughs> I'll, uh, give from... Sam, I'll give Sam that, but I'll, I got a an idea, but I'll let Sam finish his thought first before I get mine. But no, pretty much going off of that, yeah, I mean, WWE-wise, you know, even still, because I obviously we don't know watch as much. I know Ethan covers a lot, so he's, you know, it's going to be further down the line for him. But for at least from what I've seen, this will be, this is going to be notable. 2023 for WWE is probably going to be one of the best years they've had in a long time. Mm. Well, I'll be honest, I'll give you a quick sport. I got my top 25 already made. I'll tell you that later on. Um See, I wish there was a certain superstar in MLW who was a free agent. His name is Jacob Fatu, who yes. is a Samoa badass. Uh, if he wasn't with MLW, I think he'd be in WWE right now with the bloodline being like the solo 
Sakawa uh, bloodline. I honestly, because you talk about him, I honestly expected him to show up during this match and help yeah, Solo win. That that uh, that was that thought had crossed my mind multiple times. I'm like, it would be a what a wonderful way to introduce yet another another like, bloodline member to this whole beautiful cinema. It would have just been, yeah, I thought it would have been great. And there's still time for that. Yeah, well, his um, well, a couple. Of th- I mean, the whole loss of him, not him, sorry, WWE and MLW, and but I think he's signed with them till, I think the end of next year or twenty. He's got you, but he's their national wood chip. But I was like, oh, I wish you were a free agent. Fuck, this would have been a perfect timing. I mean, the small one werewolf, the bat. I can't say enough good things about Jacob Fowler too, but put I, he, I can't. Uh, you know how people are like, oh, put him in AEW. No, if it's not WWE, New Japan. Hmm. Damn it. I just, ah, fuck. <laughs> no, but I can see him in I think he will rule in fucking bloodline. Be Roman's second insurance. Authors of pain. There we go. That's how I tried to go. That's true. That, the yeah, Samoans that... of pain. Right. Um, I was just thinking, like, um, if we have Jay at SummerSlam, and obviously you can kind of see a little bit of cracks here. I'm going to do some fantasy booking here. You start seeing the cracks a little bit with Roman and with Solo. I think maybe after SummerSlam, you can have Roman maybe go on vacation again and whatnot. But I think for the Rumble, you can have Solo versus Roman. And then Roman goes at it alone heading into Mania. And that's when he'll lose to Cody. Because he'll have nobody to have his back. And I think after that, then Heyman leaves. And then Roman's just... He's the chief. He's yep. chief without his <laughs> without his uh, followers. Yep, it's gonna be great. The, Roman That's great. the downfall is gonna be wonderful. That's could be the Rock at Royal Rumble. Could be the Rock. That's another get thing. The Rockets still get the Rock at some point in here. You could have the Survivor Series. There we go. All right. Battle of the Blonde Line Survivor Series. Book it. Just have to do it. I don't care. Doesn't even have. To, I don't care if they do like no build up for it or anything. Like just, just get it in there. Just yep. get it in as a, in this storyline somewhere. Yep. Take so, all the take any Samoan wrestler and put them in the bloodline. Put Roman yeah. and Jake. Jake up out too. So Osako and Juicy of Finau. I watch MLW, so people are wondering who the fuck those guys are. <laughs> no, but Jacob Fog too. I mean, I can't. I can't say enough good things about him. Put him in WWE. He got good matches with Gunther. Fuck it. Put him oh with Gunther. God. Oh my God. And Scott's like hot. I'm rising on me and saying we're talking about hot spikes. I'm like Scott's gonna be have fun listening to this episode. Host division title, book it. So <laughs> we're gonna. I think overall, I think we're all in agreement that this was a solid show. Not nine out of ten. Yeah. Um. Great, great show this year. However, let's talk about the true cinema of Money in the Bank, my friends. I know where Sam's going with this. Let's talk about the true cinema, the true artwork, the true masterpiece that is the Shippage Studios Championship with our beloved champion here currently in our presence. Shocking. He is great. And for our own wise man, Scott, to read off the results from so, this. Yes. So finishing tied for third, it's both myself, our champion, Mr. Zach. And John the Statman. And finishing tied first, both the SLB and the man in black himself, Ethan. This gives Ethan two points now. And this gives the SLB, Mr. Sam, 
three points, retaking the lead in season three. He is hot this year so far. He is. I am so good. I don't have to watch the product. (laughs) And that burns me alive. (laughs) Hey, again, hey, Sam, for the, I know this is not WWE. If you get your, I'll I'll make a deal. If you get your G1 finals right and the winner, I'll give you two extra points. (laughs) Ethan just handing out points like candy. Right? What what is this? (laughs) Hey, now he's getting cocky. I mean, if we're going to, if you're going to offer it to me, you should risk one of your points that you have. You Sam can steal one of your points. I like that. Oh, I like that. It's like stealing stars in Mario Party. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Because I was going to offer, I was going to be like, maybe everyone else here would like an, uh, to to choose the two, you know, some finalists. But I will gladly turn this into a Mario Party, if you will. <laughs> Honestly, I, that Zach, that's a brilliant idea. Because I know, obviously, like, Sam and Ethan are the only ones that do... Um, the new japan stuff uh with with rising sun and um ethan uh, i think maybe you and i should have a conversation about the wwe side of things but that's that's for that's for another that's for another show well with zach well zach watches <laughs> WWE too that's true that's true well nxt uh, zach do you watch nxt this is the same no, question not regularly no. okay that, that was that, that was a legit question but sam you have to get your you have to get uh, your finalist, right? He has to win the G one to get your two, and if he does, I'll lose one point. I mean, I can only risk one point because. <laughs> but I like but, this. But... You 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 hit you heard it here, folks. We have one point in the Shipit Studios Championship on the line now when it comes to G one. So just for finals only, not because there's twenty nights. I'm not fucking doing that. No, no, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, keep an eye out for Ethan's uh, G1 weekly videos that will be coming out. Uh, those will be on YouTube. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Sam, when we uh, when we wrap this puppy up, summer time predict babies. Uh, <laughs> let us wrap this puppy up, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been our uh, Above the Ring Money in the Bank sh- uh, post show. Uh, if you don't want to do so, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. We're pumping out more content now. Like, share, subscribe. We are growing there. That's where you'll be able to find us most often. We are on all streaming platforms. Make sure you leave a comment. Tell people why Ship It Studios and Above the Ring is the podcast of that you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. 
It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.